Hey, what is up, everyone? Welcome to the Crack House Chronicles. I am Donnie, your host, and with me is a man that says, if you work hard and long enough and have enough determination, you can make yourself a soap suit. What's up, Dale? <laughs> What's going on, man? Hey, you gotta make yourself a soap suit sometimes. <laughs> That's right, man. Beard and all. All right, now, it's getting kind of weird in here. You need to go rinse off. Okay. Right. I'm sorry. Uh, just being safe, you know. That's it. <laughs> you know, 20 minutes might be too much. Oh, maybe it was 20 seconds. I'm sorry. Yeah. Dale is squeaky clean. Squeaky. What's going on, dude? What's happening, man? Uh, just want to remind everyone about our website and our merch store. You know, go on there and check out their T-shirts. We've got some new designs on there and some different products you can check out. Cool stuff. Yeah. we got a donate button on the website. If you want to just, if you don't feel like ordering a T-shirt or a mug or a sticker, you can just donate to the cause. It surely helps. We sure appreciate it. And also, click on that five-star button, people. Please. Click on it and give a review. It it helps. I promise. We we repeat that over and over, but it really does help the cause. Five-star and a review. Or a recommendation. That's it. Or something. Hell, just share it on Facebook. Share it and like it. and Like it some more. That's it. All right, Dale. We're going to get into... Our episode this week, man. Okay. All Sounds right. Good. Sounds good. It's been a while. We need to get this shit rolling. That's it. This is uh, the disappearance of Dior Coons. Now, it's easy for you to say. Yeah, Dior Coons. His full name is Dior J. Coons. And he was born on December 30th, 2012, to parents Jessica Mitchell and her fiance at the time, Vernal Dior Coons Sr. Vernell. Vernell. Vernell Dior Coon Sr. And this is, they were in Idaho Falls, Idaho. He's got a heck of a name, doesn't he? Yes, he does. And just to clarify everything and keep everything straight, little Dior, the one that went missing, we're going to talk about. His dad also went by Dior. Right. But he also went by his other name, Vernell. So we're just going to call the dad Vernell in this episode. Sounds good. And... Dior, little Dior, we're just going to refer to him as Dior. Well, they only call him little man, seem like. Yeah, but we're going to refer to him as Dior just to keep everything straight and keep everything less confused, if that works for you. If that's possible. Yeah. The players in this episode, Dale, we got four adults and one child. Yep. yep. And we just, we're just going to explain them just <clears throat> a little bit. Yeah. Now, like I said, we have Vernal Coons, the dad. For now. Yep. Uh, Jessica Mitchell, that was the mother of little Dior. Yep. Also, we have the great-grandpa of Dior. Grandpa Bob, Bob. Yeah, Bob Walton. And a friend of Bob named Isaac Renwand. Now, these people were going camping. This was on July the 10th, 2015. And like we said, they decided to take a camping trip. And everything I've said, I've heard that it was... Uh, unexpected camping trip and other places I've heard and read that it was planned. Depending on what you read or heard, I guess. Yeah. Now, the reason for this trip, one of the reasons was Jessica, she was going with her grandfather and she had been his caretaker. Yeah, he had COPD and some other stuff. He had pretty bad health problems and he had an oxygen tank and some other stuff. So I think more for him, he was probably getting on up there and his health was he knew it was failing and 
he was an outdoors guy before all this happened. So I think maybe he was just wanting to get one more good camping trip in or something. And that's just what he planned on wanted him to go. And I think he was on this oxygen 24 hours a day. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, carrying around an oxygen tank 24 hours a day. But the reason for this was uh, this job that she was had keep taking care of her grandfather was the longest job she had had. Yeah, six months in. Six months on this job, so she couldn't she couldn't hold down a job. But this was the longest she had held a job, and I don't know if she was getting paid under the table or an official check every week. But I'm almost thinking it was just a yeah. I'm sure it, it probably wasn't a company or something. It was probably just somebody hired in, or he just paid her to to do whatever as a caregiver type yeah. thing. Yeah, there's nothing I ever seen anything official, so that's just what I'm, I'm assuming. And yep, and like we said, they were from Idaho Falls, Idaho, and they were going to. Timber Creek Campground, which is near Lador, Idaho. And it's about 120 miles from Idaho Falls. And this was on a Friday. Vernal got off work about 5 o'clock that evening, Dale. And they left on that Friday evening. And they stopped a couple places to get different things, different supplies, and headed on up to Timber Creek Campground. Right. The five of them. Yeah, the five of them. They were in <clears throat> separate vehicles. Separate vehicles. Bob Walton was in his truck. I've I've heard different kind of truck he was in, it, uh, but it never was specific. But he also had a camper he was pulling. Yeah. And Vernal, Jessica, and Little Dior were in uh, his truck. Yep, it was a black pickup truck. Yep. I'm assuming it's a Dodge because it had a Cummins engine. Yep. They make it to Lador. And then they go to the Timber Creek Campground, Stone Creek Reservoir. It's all the little same area campground. And their campsite is at the end, Seven Mile Road. Seven Mile Dirt Road. Seven Mile Dirt Road. One way in, one way out. Yep. No no other way. Nope. That's it. That's it. Now, they get there right, I've heard right at dark, some places a little after dark or Right around dark. Yeah, I think it was right around dark because I saw that Jessica had said that when they got there, she went ahead and went in the camper and made Grandpa Bob's uh, bed so he wouldn't have to try to do it in the dark. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming she tried to get everything done, but it was right at dusk, I believe. Yep. Now, Bob's friend, Isaac, he pitched a tent. He slept in a tent that night. Yep. Um, Bob slept in the camper. Yep. And Vernal, Jessica, and little Dior slept in the suburban blazer type vehicle that belonged to grandpa correct yeah bob and isaac they turned in a little early while uh, the other guys they while uh while uh Vernell and jessica and the baby they kind of hung out around the campfire for a little while checking out the stars and that kind of stuff mm. and then turned in a little bit later than the others yep nothing happened till the next morning right and there's conflicting reports about what time they got up who made breakfast and all that stuff? It is so the. There's conflicts on the conflicts of the conflicts. Yeah, everybody's got their own story about who did what, who cooked breakfast, who got up first. Everybody's story is different. Right, but, but from most accounts, Isaac was up and he woke up the folks in the back of the truck. Yeah, and then they got up and someone made breakfast, and then it depends on who you're talking to. But let me let me clear one thing up, Dale. Go ahead and clear it. Before this trip, Vernal and Jessica 
had never met Isaac. Right. They had had never met uh, Grandpa's friend. Correct. And this friend of Grandpa's, he was a fishing buddy, a handyman for Grandpa. Just a just a friend. Yeah. I think they started out as a as a handyman, and then they later became fishing buddies. Well, yeah, uh, I think. Uh Actually, Isaac had lived right either right next door or right near Grandpa Bob for about five years, mm-hmm. and uh, he was a pretty simple guy. You know, he would um, he didn't have a license or anything. He would just come over, and then uh, Bob would hire him to weed his garden and do some handiwork around the house mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And then I guess as they had more time together, they kind of become a little bit more friends. And interviews I've seen with Isaac, I don't think he has a very high IQ. No, I'm mean, I just just to put it, you know, nicely. Yeah, I don't think he's he's just a simple filler. Yeah, I don't think his IQ is really too high at all. Now, after they got up and they had breakfast, Vernal had to go into town. Yep, and well, him and Jessica had to go into town. Yeah, said that uh, that truck he had, he hadn't had it long, but it was a used truck, and the gas gauge was kind of funny, so he wasn't sure how much gas he had, so he would definitely want to go top off before he ran out. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know if he was running something off that truck in the campsite to, you know, power or something, but he wanted, he definitely wanted gas. Yeah, with diesel fuel. And Jessica had started her period. Right. And that was a shock. She got up, used the bathroom that morning, and then that was like, she realized she didn't have nothing for that. Yeah. So they had to go in town to take care of that. So Vernal, Jessica, and little Dior go into the door nine, almost 10 miles away. Yeah. But that 10 miles away is about 30 to 40 minutes because it, it's a dirt road. Yeah. You, yeah. You're talking 30, 20, 30 miles an hour on yeah, that dirt road. Right. Bumpy, bumpy dirt so road. So it's not far, but it is in time. Yeah. Now, they go to a couple different stores. One store, the first store they went to, I don't think they had the diesel gas he was needing. Either that or it was Cardolene. All they had was cash. or It was something weird. Yeah. So he had. To, they had to go to a different store. Yep. And Jessica had to get her feminine hygiene products and they were going to get a little Dior or something to eat um, I'd heard they got him some french fries and some other little some, snacks they got him some tater wedges man is that what it was tater wedges and well, what I read was french fries but maybe it was tater wedges I heard tater wedges or excuse me potato wedges and then uh, well you're in Idaho so I guess you call them potato yeah but I I call them tater tater <clears throat> anyways so got the little Dior got him some tater wedges and then he wanted some Krispy Kreme donut holes and some sweetest fish. Sweetest fish. Yeah. And they got him the big bag. Yep. And they, well, he got gas. Well, they went somewhere and they didn't have it. And they told him to go to another place and they didn't have it because he had to go pay for somewhere else. It's really weird. It's like three or four different places. And then finally he bought it off of a, a company. They went and talked to the guy in the office and he told him to pull around back and sold it to him from some company. It wasn't really a store. Then he went back to the store and got all the stuff. Well, and they're in Lador, Idaho, and Lador is in the, according to the 2010 census. It might as well be Lawinda because there ain't nothing there. Uh-uh. <laughs> it was 105 people in this little town. Right. So you know, supplies and stuff is hard to come by, probably. Yeah. You know, it's just there ain't no fast food places. There's no Walmart. No nothing. There's just just a couple of there's a. The restaurant. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. And we did look at this. We did look at this town on Google Earth and went down the street, and there's a restaurant called Restaurant. 
<laughs> Best burger in town. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Very. <laughs> Very I guess if you have no competition, you got to be the best. Yeah, <laughs> restaurant. I mean, if you ain't got one, you just call it restaurant. <laughs> All right. Anyway, they get their stuff, and they go back to camp. Right. Yep. And they get back to camp, and as soon as they get there, Dale, Vernal and Jessica want to go exploring. Right. Well, when they when they pull up, they see. Bob and Isaac pulling in in the suburban, and they said they just pulled in from the reservoir, and said the reason they remember that screen is it that uh Bob had told them to be back by one so they could go fishing, mm-hmm. and it was ten after, and he said something about you're late, it's ten after, and she, you know so that was all to deal with that. But well, anyway, it was just, he was just being funny, I believe. But yeah, you're talking about a dirt road though; you can only go <laughs> so fast. But anyway, when they got back. Like I said, uh, Vernal and Jessica wanted to go exploring. And they told Grandpa Bob to watch Little Dior. Right. They would go fishing or something. Yeah. And they go off exploring, and they spot some little minnows or little fish in the water. Right. So they go back. To well, get <clears throat> when they pull up, she wanted to, they talked about catching some fish. And uh, Bob said that uh, he would have Isaac go show him a few fishing holes because he was just bore out. So he was going to sit down, and they took off. And that's when they went down there originally. And, uh, and Isaac took them and showed them a couple of places. And uh, they had told Dior to stay with Grandpa Bob. When they started to walk, he looked back. He was coming with them and said, well, are you going to stay with him or are you going with us? And then said Bob offered him some candy. He said, I got the candy. We're going to hang out here by the fire. And then he went back up with him. And then the rest went down to go looking at the fishing holes. Yep. Right. And after they got down there, they – Saw some minnows, and they went back to get little Dior. Cause they thought he might be excited to see some little fish in the water. Yeah, because I don't think Vernell was <laughs> – I hope you don't hear it and get mad. I'm just picking. I hope Vernell didn't uh, – he didn't really care too much for fishing, I don't think. So he was just messing around, and then he saw the minnows, and he thought that little man might enjoy seeing that. So that's when he went headed back to camp to go grab him to check him out. And they get back to camp and ask Grandpa where little Dior is. And Grandpa said, I thought he was with you. Yeah, we're talking 20 minutes max right here. The maximum 20 minutes. Right. And Vernal was saying that, no, we left him here with you to watch, for you to watch him. And Grandpa was, he was pretty adamant that, you know, he went, little Dior went with him. Right. So at this point, little Dior Coons is missing. Right. And they are searching everywhere for him. And that's when uh, Jessica said she would. She had heard heard him holler and didn't understand what he said. And then he, he said the little man was missing. She just dropped her reel and rod and run back up to camp to see what was going on. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they look. I've heard anywhere from an hour, or or just twenty minutes. Yeah, it just depends on yeah. the story. Uh, depending on the story. And just after a short period of time, at least uh, at least a half an hour, Jessica calls nine one one. Yeah. But Vernal looked at his cell phone and couldn't he only had one bar so he gets in his truck and drives about a mile down the road going outward right to try to get a signal a signal yeah and meanwhile jessica had called her mom first yeah she called her mom to tell her what's going on and actually see if she could get a a call to go out and uh said her mom didn't answer the phone the first couple times she was at work and then noticed she had a call and she called her back and when she got over that jessica was just flipping out and uh, was pretty out of it about 
him being gone and she told her you need to hang up and call 911 and that's when she hung up and called 911 so actually she had a signal and i guess vernell didn't or something so he had one bar and he said in interviews i've read he didn't want to risk it oh, I dropping the call drop out, yeah. so he goes up the up the road about a mile mile and a half to try to make a call so at least somebody would be able to get through to 911 right and dale right here we have that 911 call from jessica yeah, and if you listen close while she's talking to the the operator, you can actually hear Vernell talking to somebody else in the background. All right, here we go. All right. Fourteen twenty eight four second July ten two thousand fifteen. What's the address of your emergency? Um, I'm actually camping in Redor. Just outside of Redor. Uh huh. Um, my two year old son. Um, we can't find him. What's your name? Jessica. Jessica who? Mitchell. How long has he been missing? About an hour. An hour? Yeah. Are you by water? Yes. Okay, stay on the phone with me, okay? Okay. I'm going to put you on hold. John? I need... Do you know which campground you're in? Uh, what? Timber Creek. Pardon me? Uh, it's Stone Reservoir, Timber Creek. Stone Reservoir? Yeah, or Timber Creek. Hold on. We need search and rescue. <laughs> Jessica? Jessica? Yeah. What's your son's name? Or what is it? Your O R R. What's his first name? That's his first name. Your B O R R. O R. Just O R R. Okay. What is he wearing? He was wearing cowboy boots. A blue, um, pair like pajama pants and a camel jacket. And he's got shaggy blonde hair. How tall is he? Hello. I. I'm not exactly sure how. Give it up. Are you there? Okay. Is your husband calling too? Like all down where we were camping at, and we can't find him at all. Okay. Hang on. Do you know how far outside of Ledor you are? What? It's the turn off right after like the general store and the post office in Ledor. And it's at Timber Creek. As you're going up over the pass? Um, if you're in Ledor and you're at the like gas station, you take the street on the left hand side, right across the street from the gas station and go straight out that street. Is it a paved road? Um no. 
Okay, you're headed towards Ledor. You take a right on the street across the street from the gas station. It would be a left. A left. Yes. And it, there's a sign that says, like, Timber Creek and... Okay, from, and you're coming, like, from Idle Falls? Yes. Okay. Hang on just a second. She said you take a left on the street just past the gas station as you're coming in from Idle Falls. And it says Timber Creek. Yeah. Okay. Okay, we need you to stay within cell service. We've got people going on, on the way. Thank you. Um, wait a minute. And you keep us updated with anything that's going on, okay? Okay. All right. Don't don't go away from cell service. Okay. Okay. Thanks, Jessica. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. What do you think about that call there, Donna? Well, listen to Jessica. I don't know. We listened to it before we started the show, and it's, you know, you made, made the comment. It's almost like she's making a hotel reservations. Yeah. Very just, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Yep, by the water. Mm-hmm. But you can hear her talking to 911, and you can hear the call breaking up. Yeah, you can actually tell that, you know, she's losing something in there with a the name and some other stuff. But yeah. with with her being uh, really frantic and losing her shit when she calls her mom, she's definitely not that way when she hangs up and calls 911 operator. No. To me. the It takes about an hour and a half for police and rescue and to get out there yeah hour and 18 minutes an hour and 18 minutes yep. so almost an hour and a half for them to get out there yeah it's pretty remote yeah to start looking for dior it's crazy really yeah and they look and start searching the reservoir well the, the creek area and the woods and the hills everywhere everywhere for a little dior nothing no sign of him and just to give a little bit a little bit of background on dior the day he went missing you know, if you listen to the 911 call, you know, Jessica describes him wearing uh, blue pajama pants. and But he also had on cowboy boots. Yeah, slip-ons. And they were probably two or three sizes too big for him. Correct. And he walked out of them a lot, they said. Hmm. You know, people think it's cute for a little kid to wear shoes that are too big for him. But he loved these boots. Correct. And he would walk out of them sometimes just... If he walked too fast, he would step out of them. Right, big floppies. So, but there was, you know, if somebody snatched him up or abducted him. Or animal attack. An animal attack. They looked for remains. They looked for blood. But them shoes would be laying there. Yeah, at least, maybe at least one. At least one, right. Yeah. But uh, they, they looked, didn't see any sign of remains, blood, nothing. Nothing. No. No, they had a hell of a search. They had people out there. They searched for for weeks. Even that that night, they had a helicopter come in from uh, Montana. Yeah, from Montana, and it was uh, state of the art. It had like a heat, what all heat? It had thermal thermal, ca- thermal cameras and uh, all kind of stuff on it, and they didn't find a thing. No, there was no sign of little Dior. They even brought in um, dogs, yep. scent dogs, and scent not- dogs and cadaver dogs. Could not find any scent of Dior there. Nothing. Uh-uh. It was, like, it was almost like he wasn't there at all. Hmm. 
<laughs> I mean, yeah. So it makes you wonder. Yeah, makes me wonder. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, when, when basically when the cops got there, they're looking and they got three theories when they roll up. First, first the sheriff said he thought they was going to find his kid in no time. Yeah. So it was just, you know, they had wandered off a little bit. We're rolling there with all these people. We'll find them in no time. They ain't find nothing. They searched. First, it was just uh, like a three-mile radius, and then finally they extended it out to five miles because like 95% of kids that, they're, that they find are within five miles or less. Mm. But they ain't find nothing. And this reservoir that's right there is pretty shallow. Yeah. A grown adult could walk across there knee-deep the whole way. Right. You know, so – but for a little kid, you know, it'd be pretty deep. But Yeah, I mean, you can think of stuff that could happen, but – there was no sign of him. They Nothing. they searched that lake from one end to the other in that creek. In the creek. Nothing. And he basically had three theories when they got there. It's like, well, either it was an animal attack or it was an abduction or something's going on with the family. Yeah. And with the animal attack, like we said, we thought, you know, they did check. There was a active a active wolf den in the area with like 15 wolves, but – even went in and checked. They didn't see nothing that, no. that they knew of, and there was no evidence, like you said, no blood, no nothing, no boots, no clothes, no nothing. And then uh, so it's kind of like, well, maybe what about an abduction? Well, it's a seven-mile dirt road, one way, one way in, in, one way out, one way out. So it's not like somebody's going to drive up and sneak off. You're going to hear them coming. So that's kind of you don't really want to say that's not going to happen, but I don't think it's going to happen. Yep. And that basically only leaves you to something fishy. Yeah. I mean, was he even there at all? I know. Makes you wonder. Right. But according well, to. you got these four people, you know, and mm-hmm. that's all you got. You got an elderly grandpa, right. two parents, and a, a friend of grandpa's who's. Who, a little slow. Yeah. A little, little slow. That's right. So I don't know. Now, Isaac always said in his interviews that the kid was there. Yeah. But. I don't know. He could have been told that's what he's going to say. So This is true. <clears throat> so it's just crazy that they went to town and come back, go down there, walk down there, and all of a sudden this kid's gone in 20 minutes and nobody knows nothing, and they can't find nothing, and they can't produce anything. Now, they get to camp that first night, and it's late. It's dark. Yep. They could have said, Dior's asleep. Yep. And had bought some time till the next morning, you know? Right. And then first thing in the morning, Jessica could be like, "I gotta go to town." Yep, I got a problem. Gotta, yeah, we gotta get out of here. So, but and, they did say, you know, that I don't know. And then Dior was up that morning throwing stuff in the fire, and his dad had yelled at him not to be doing that no more. Mm-hmm. But that's just one of the stories. It's just crazy to me. This is and that's basically the the story. But the story is so intertwined with other stories that you don't know the more i research, the more matter because it's like i don't get it yeah like i think uh vernell had talked to the cops nine times and give them nine different stories and failed five polygraphs yeah 95 percent mm-hmm. and jessica had failed four i think yeah so well there were some of the questions she passed but the ones the questions that she failed were does she know where dior is uh, yeah she passed her name yeah <laughs> and does she know what happened to dior those are the types of questions she failed right four times do you know where he's at do you know what happened to her? i mean it's like what the hell yeah i don't know and then grandpa he, he ain't saying much Mm-mm. 
he was afraid to say anything, didn't want to get stuff third up, you know what I mean? That's kind of what he said. Then he just, I don't know, he just basically saying, you know, well, the world, was it true that they told you to watch him? That's what I hear. Mm-hmm. It's like, what do you mean that's what you hear? That's exactly what he told them. It's crazy. And Isaac, you know, well, he's pretty much the only one that story didn't change much, but he didn't really have much to say because he, he didn't even really help him look. Yeah. Which was kind of fishy. And he said, uh, Vernell said when he run back up originally from the creek, he run into to uh, Isaac and he asked him, have you seen my boy? And he goes, uh, uh no. He said, when's the last time you see it? Oh, I don't know. So, but this, this is. Vernell. He's slow. It's Vernell talking. So who knows what he said? Yeah. But he said basically Isaac didn't really help him look. He just stayed in his tent a lot, a lot of the times, yeah, didn't yeah. he? But every time they've interviewed Isaac over the over these past five years, his story hadn't changed. Right, he's the only one. Yeah, he's the only one who's had the same story. Everybody else's is is up and down, all over the place. Yeah, all over the place. Yeah, like when they went to town and they were there, it was kind of weird when you go back and look at the receipts and stuff and hear the stories the stuff they bought or even from the time they got up they woke up and uh jessica said isaac woke him up and he, he said woke him up get up or whatever and he had a spatula in his hand like he was cooking and then she said she got up and made breakfast and get him ready to go to eat and stuff and then they, and then she found out she needed to, to go to town for a period problems but then vernell says he got up he made breakfast for everybody and then uh, so we don't know. We got three different people making breakfast, and nobody knows. I mean, it's not mm-hmm. a big deal, but everybody's story's different. Yeah. And when they went to town, it was like Vernell Vernell made a point to he was a truck driver by trade to talk to the truck drivers and just uh, made a point to be seen. Jessica went in and done some stuff, and then they look at the receipts, and some of the stuff they bought was what the other one said they bought. And then, like, uh, um, even Jessica said that once she uh, she asked uh, Vernal Vernell to uh, watch the horse so she could go to the bathroom and do what she needed to do. So he said he took him out and put him in the truck and strapped him in the car seat. And then the next story is that she come out there while he was talking to the truck drivers and took him in and strapped him in the car yeah. seat. So everybody's story is walking all over each other's story. Nothing is the same yep and then later they actually went back like he was made a point on one of the budweiser truck drivers he went out and talked to him and the guy was really playing it up with the kid and he even put the kid in the truck and some other stuff you know look oh yeah he loves trucks like his daddy well let him sit in the cab here and when the cops went back and talked to that guy he said that never happened he said i remember seeing that guy but i don't remember seeing no kid he said, and I wouldn't do that anyway because that would get me in trouble. That's a, and then he said, and especially we deliver beer to the back of the, to the store, mm-hmm. not on the front where the porch is. So everything's fishy, man. Even the guy that I was talking about before where uh, he had to go to that that, uh, that uh, company and buy the gas from, diesel fuel, when he pulled around, um, Bernal's story was that the guy was tapping on the window and, and picking at the boy and having a good time and playing and stuff. And then when they went back and talked to him, he said, "Yeah, I remember that guy come and got some, got the gas and stuff." And he said, "So, so you was playing with the kid and stuff?" He goes, "There was no kid." He goes, "Well, did you see a car seat?" Said, "Yeah, there was a car seat in the back, but there was no kid." Mm-hmm. So, right there's that all over that big question: Was he even there? And that is the question. Yeah, me. It's like even the store clerk uh, said that uh, she don't remember seeing a kid. Right. 
Yeah, but in one of the stores they went in, Jessica said that she saw a, a, an older man staring at little Dior. Right. And just just constantly staring, like a gaze at him. Kind of creepy. Yeah, kind of, yeah. And they took months to track this guy down. But they found him. They found him, and he checked out. Yeah, he was, he was like a... Uh, a friend of the owner of the store or something. He's just some creepy guy that I mean, drove a what a Jeep Rubicon or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, him to say they checked him down. So it's kind of like in every time that uh, Vernon and Jessica talked to the cops, they was always tell them how creepy and how odd Isaac was. Yeah. And when that kind of didn't pan out, then that's when they brought that guy up you were talking about the store. Well, this guy was creepy too. So they keep deflecting everything mm-hmm. while their story is constantly changing, changing the narrative. So it's just, this is uh, all over the place. And during all this time, you know, searching and stuff, a little bit later down the road, you know, FBI is involved. Everybody's uh, search and rescue is up there. They've even closed the camp down to try to find something of little Dior. Right. Uh, Jessica and Vernal uh, hire a private detective. Well, 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 no, they didn't hire him. Right. He uh, was associated with the family. Yeah, he knew the family. They lived in the same town, and he knew the kid or something when he heard about Yeah. It. He was retired marshal or deputy marshal or something. Yeah, a retired U.S. marshal. Yeah. And he was uh, had his own private investigating committee. He volunteered his services pro bono to look for Dior. Yep. All he asked for them was to be truthful with him. Yeah, up front and everything. Yep. And he worked on the case for... I think a couple months, and he saw so many holes in their story. He ended up writing them a letter, backing out of the case, yep. and tell, pretty much telling them that they have been untruthful with him the whole time. Yep, he wrote him a letter it was uh, September twenty fifth. So, yeah, so yeah, a couple months, saying that uh, well, all I ask you is to be truthful, and I think both of you are not. I don't think either one of you are being truthful with me. Yep. So that was private investigator number one. Yeah. And a little bit later down the road, some uh, extended family hired Philip Klein. He was from Klein Investigations and Consulting out of Texas. Yeah, I think a uh, pretty big firm. I think they had had uh, somebody had set up a GoFundMe page and they had raised about twenty five thousand dollars. So yeah, this helped pay for this guy's stuff. Well, let me get back to this uh, Frank Vitz. Yep. The family that knew the family. He knew him. He had had a reputation, and he had found, over his career, 19 missing children. So he knows what he's doing. Yeah, he's got a pretty record, a pretty good record of finding kids, Dale. So, and he quits the, the investigation because he thinks the parents are lying to him. And getting back to this Philip Klein, he's from Texas. You know, Dale said they hired, they got a, a GoFundMe to take care of that. Yep. And he worked on the case for a while. And he come to the same conclusion. Yep. That they were lying to him. Yep. The parents. And I'm telling you, man, this is just, I don't know. This throws me the wrong way. And they tried taking him to court. and But their lawsuits were dismissed at least three times. And Philip Klein's uh, investigating firm out of Texas uh, won every lawsuit. So they weren't able to sue him at all. Or didn't he say, wasn't he the one who said that he thought Jessica knew where the body was or something? Yeah, that's what he said, but not in so many words. Right, and they, she, she's saying she never said that. And I think they offered her immunity if she would say if she knew where the body was. 
And I think it might have been his way of saying she knew where it was. Yeah, and he posted some stuff on his Facebook page stuff and caused a lot of trouble for him. But yeah, but they tried suing him and they everything was dismissed. They could they couldn't do anything. Now, Dale, in January of 2016, uh, Jessica and Vernal were named suspects in their son's disappearance by the Lehigh County Sheriff at the time, and his name was Lynn Bowerman. And because their recollections of events leading up to Dior's disappearance have changed so much. Yeah, we think about it. Nothing, nine different stories. Yeah. <laughs> and then failed five polygraphs. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, man. Yep, and they're... I know you surely you may be a little stressed out, something like that happened, but you, your story's not going to change that dramatically, if it's true. Now, there was a a report of a older man with a little two-year-old blonde-haired boy at a Walmart buying diapers and candy. And he said the boy was crying. The report was that he was crying. Right. And they checked that out, and it, it wasn't it was Dior. They mm-hmm. thought it was. Now, the woman at the store that was checking the, uh, Jessica out there, you know, she claims that she saw Dior. This was around the 1 o'clock time when they went into town to get her feminine products. But her her story changed that it was around 6 o'clock that evening. Right. So even if she did, do you think somebody would have ducked him at 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, and then take him back into town and hang out at 6? Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. So, I mean, I see getting times mixed up, but not that big. Not from mid-afternoon to late afternoon. Right. Yeah. So the only thing I'm thinking, Dale, is something happened. They, Jessica and Vernal got rid of Dior on their way back into town. That's the only thing I, that's the only thing I can think of. And then when they got back to the campsite and got ready to go fishing, they pulled a fast one on Grandpa and Isaac. And just played it off, you think? Yeah. Yeah. So whether it be you think you don't, well, I guess you don't really know if it was something purposely or say something happened ha- or just something happened during the night when they were sleeping or something. Mm-hmm. You don't really know, you know, was it an accident or was it something on purpose or something more devious or whatever, but. So you think something happened, and then somewhere between the time they went, they left, and they got back. Is while it was while they were gone. Yeah, yeah, that's possible. Mm-hmm. Very possible. Because uh, when Vernal went up the road to make his nine one one call, he went up about a mile, a mile and a half. They checked that area out, and they didn't find anything, any kind of remains or the scent dogs didn't find anything. Right. And I know there and was, it, you know, the ping location checked out with the, with the cell phone. And it was uh, one thing they said that uh, when they went to the get gas at that one place, he was going to have to go pay for it somewhere else. It was said it was like a hotel, something hotel, and I, I'm sorry, I can't recall the name of it. But when the investigator went and checked, there was no such hotel in, in that town. It was like two towns over. Yeah. So did they get confused on where they went and where they were going? Could yeah. have. So maybe they just took him somewhere and dumped him and way far off and then and then drove back, like you said. Mm-hmm. It's very possible, I guess. It is very possible. Because, hell, nothing else makes any sense. Yep. If he was even there at all. I know Isaac says he was there, but hell. Yeah, and um, and Dale, in 2019, the East Idaho News reported that, you know, 
Klein's investigation believes the parents know where their son is. You know, they failed the multi uh, polygraphs. Yeah. And blood was found at the scene and uh, hit by cadaver dogs. So something was found there, but... The only thing I've ever seen about blood found on the scene was they found some blood on... Uh, Vernal's truck. Vernal's truck. But it was later said it was animal blood. Like mm-hmm. it was somebody had hit a deer or the previous owner had hit a deer or something. Now, there was one time at the campsite when they were searching, somebody had came in at that lake, that reservoir, right. and dumped some cremains out there right. while they were doing their investigation. They had permission to do it. Yeah, but... They screwed the dogs up. Yeah, the dogs got all messed up, and that's what caused them to search that lake extensively. Right. And But that wasn't reported till later, because one of the deputies remember stopping somebody on the way out after that happened. Yeah, man, man, you know that kid ain't nowhere in there. And when they brought the, they checked, they grid searched that whole place. Mm-hmm. And then they brought the chopper in with the thermal imaging and all that stuff there for that evening. Mm-hmm. They would have found him. Yeah, that thermal imaging on that helicopter was so precise. I mean, that guy, they had a guy hanging out of that helicopter, hanging strapped in, hanging out of the side of it. And he could spot a, a bug spray can from way in the air with yeah. that thing. Oh uh, yeah, like you said, they would they would have found him. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm almost positive he either he was never there, or like you said, when they went back to town, something happened. But they the no dogs found any scent of Dior. That's right. Of ever of ever being there, except for that one story that Jessica told when she the dog that they took that only never got mentioned. She stuck. Uh, his blanket in her dog's face and said go find Dior and then her dog ran to the creek like looking for him mm-hmm. and then come back and like man you're not a trained dog you mm-hmm. know it's not gonna do anything like that didn't even make sense yeah didn't make sense at all yep now the new sheriff there in Lehigh County he don't <laughs> consider any of them suspects but uh, he considers them all persons of interest all the four adults, except for Grandpa. And Grandpa died last June 2019 of cancer. Right. So whatever he knew, he never told it. He took it to his grave. Yeah, and you can see interviews with him. You can find them. He, he, he you know, he, him and uh, Jessica was pretty close. But as far as him and, and uh, Dior, not so much. He's like, man, well, you know, I hate it and all but I'm not like the women who just grab them up and kiss them, you know, because they ask him if he was pretty close with the baby. He's like, not really. But, you know, I used to think that Isaac had something to do with it. But because Isaac, he's got a he's got a criminal record. Yeah. He uh, was convicted of rape on rape charges. On his ex-wife or something. Yeah, on his ex-wife, but it was reduced to something else. Some kind of salt, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I don't know, man, it seemed like to me, you know, they had never met Isaac before. They even went to his house a couple of times that day to see if he was there, to see if he was going. And they finally got him the last time, and he jumped in and went. But he said he only went because Grandpa asked him to go. And they asked him, do you think it was kind of odd? It was like a family trip, and you went. And he goes, yeah, but he asked me to go. He said, you know, I thought it was kind of odd, too. But, hell, he asked me to go. I went. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like he was the scapegoat, or they wanted him to be, mm-hmm. just because he's, he is who he is. Now, I don't know, man. It just this whole story just kind of but you know to me it gets back to them coming back from town and wanting to go fishing right away well, and that's they, funny you know she said she she woke up that morning she said she got her period 
Yeah. Well, then they went to three or four different darn stores looking for gas before he ever took her to get tampons, her plugs, and her whatever. Her stuff. Stuff. So, you know better than that. Mm-hmm. If something happens, you're going right now, and you can go pick that stuff up because they, said they need it right now. They don't need it in three hours. Yeah. And pretty much that's about how long it was before she ever went in and bought the, the pearl or whatever the hell she bought. Yeah. Unless she had some with her and just enough to get by with till they found some. Yeah, that's possible. I mean, because that's, that's never been said, but that's possible. I mean, you know, I know a few women, and most a lot of them, <laughs> a lot of them carry something with them all the time. Just concealed carry. Yeah, emergency. Yeah, <laughs> just to have. Right, but it's just odd to me that he he was dead set on getting him some more diesel before he would go get them for her. Mm-hmm. Mm. But I think they got back to camp, and they had a feeble grandpa. And a, a friend of his with a low IQ, and they pulled the wool over their eyes. Made them think. That Dior was there. Right. We're back. We're going up to the lake. Watch Dior. Yeah. And then they come back, and where's Dior? That's very possible, I guess. They they think they slick. Yeah. You know, it's funny. You know, right, it wasn't long after this they split up. Yeah, they're not together anymore. Jessica has remarried. Yeah, like two months later. Yeah. So, and yeah. She has um, kids from a previous marriage yep. before Vernal, before they were. In, she was engaged to Vernal. Right. And she, she gave up all rights to them. No, she. Or all her life. She gave up custody. Yeah, I'm sorry. I edit that out. But the reason, the reason for that, you know, like, like we said, she never had held a job. Right. And her ex-husband was secure and financial and all that stuff. So. Right. So it wasn't like she was a bad mom. She just knew they'd have a better life with him. I yeah. Guess. So she didn't give up sign up right she just give up custody right. to him but she did have visitation to him correct and you can find pictures of them online with her and her kids and little dior well you know after after all this happened stuff and they stayed out there looking for him and stuff you know they and neither one of them i guess were working so you know they got evicted from their apartment yeah and uh so when the investigators went over to check out the apartment the landlord like yeah go ahead and check out all that because he's just gonna throw everything to dump all the stuff they left you know and they found Several of his toy cars that they said he he had, he was playing around the campfire with. They found a, a camouflage jacket, but you know he might have had more than one. Mm-hmm. You know, and some other stuff that was there that they was looked kind of looked a little off. Some some stuff they said that they had was yeah. some stuff. The same stuff was in the in the apartment. But you know, to play the devil devil's advocate too. You know, my son had matchbox card i couldn't tell you what he had oh yeah and which ones he carried with him when he went somewhere you know because he his favorite one was a different one every week right so or six three in the pocket yeah one in each hand so you know that that the cars is neither here or there for me but it's it's the boots that he was wearing were too big and he ain't never found them nothing not to this day yeah he would have stepped out in yeah yeah that nothing so, but that's it. It's pretty sad. But nobody has ever been charged and or anything. Nobody's been found or anything. Now, the uh, last June of 2019, an investigator from North Carolina Dale named David Marshburn took on this case. And he has trained cadaver dogs that are specifically trained to find human remains. Not just any remains, but human remains. Right. And he's been up there to Timber Creek, and his dogs have hit on something. He doesn't know if it's 
old remains of something a long time ago, or it's Dior, and nothing has ever been said about that. So it's nothing but a scent. A scent. Mm. But the dogs have hit on something, and he's his dog. He's, he claims his dogs are highly trained, and he knows how to read his dogs. Right. And this was five years ago, right? Yeah, when Dior went missing. Pretty much, yeah. yeah five, five years to this month. Right. The Well, July coming up. Yeah. July 10th. So July 10th. five-year anniversary of his disappearance. So it's um, still unsolved. Yep. And Vernell's moved away and got another truck driving job. And Just because we married. married and but either one, they're and not. And grandpa's dead. And, yep, and they're not. If, if one knows something, the other one doesn't, or they both know the same thing, neither one of them are turning on the other one. Right. So, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty sad. Yeah, I mean, he's a cute little kid. I mean, he just, they said he was just a vivacious, rambunctious two-year-old. Yep, and there's a ton more information on this, but it's basically more uh, conflicting stories. So you can look up if you'd like to know more info on this. You can go down some rabbit holes. Yes. You can. <laughs> Plenty of them. Yeah. But we hit the high spots and the stuff that we knew that was definite. So... Anyway, that's it, Dale. That's uh, Dior Coons. It's pretty sad. Yep. But, uh, you know, it was like we wanted to start back fresh and you know, jump off the murders for a while and do a, a different story. So I think this is a good one. Yep. All right, Dale. We're going to get out of here. All right, man. Let's roll. We want everyone to be safe, be careful, and always be aware of your surroundings. Because the next episode could be about you. This is The The Crack Crack House House Chronicles. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.